Hello? Hey, it's Mary Catherine. Ingrid is going to hop on here in one second. So just hang tight. Cool. No rush. How are you, Mary? I am doing well. How are you? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. I feel you. I feel you on that. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Aren't we all just hanging in there? Episode 27. Here we go. Ingrid Andrus. She has a new deluxe album out. She she's done some cool things here. There's a new track order. She's added a couple songs. You you gotta listen to this thing. This is Ingrid is one of the most interesting and I think exciting rising artists in Nashville right now. Quote me on that. And I and I'm I it was great. I love talking with her. I'm not gonna need to say too much here. I'm not gonna hype it up. Let's just get in. It doesn't need any hype. Let's just get into it. Here we go. Episode 27, Ingrid Andrus. Let's dive in. How are you, Ingrid? <laughs> I'm so great. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Are you the kind of person, like, I, like, this, like, I'm the biggest hypochondriac on a good day. Like, this whole thing freaks me out. Does this freak you out in that way? Honestly, um, I have a lot of friends who are hypochondriac, so I can sympathize with you because I get calls from them all the time being like, I think I have it. And I'm just like, you probably don't, but okay. So I am on the end of it to where I am way more chill. Like, obviously I am not out like doing stuff at all, but that's why I'm so chill. I'm like, I know that I'm safe because I'm not being reckless. So you're the person that like people come to to like like you calm them down. You're like, let's be rational for a minute. Yep. You're like, you're 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 the rock for a lot of people. Yes. I'm just that. like, let's okay. take some deep breaths. You're gonna be fine. Fantastic. Okay, so you are the second oldest of five siblings. Do your younger like my brother works in entertainment and I looked up to him and I thought he was like the coolest person ever for work. Someone's knocking on my door. I'm going to ignore it. Hang on one second. I'm so sorry. I was going to say, wait, don't just ignore it. Could be your neighbor. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm in the middle of something. Okay, thank you. Woo! Total stranger. I have no idea. I'm like, don't come back, but I know what to say. Um, We're, we're back. That's so weird. <laughs> Apartment. I'm like, this is crazy. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Okay. Do your siblings look up to you? <laughs> Um, uh, no, my siblings probably think I'm crazy, um, because, I mean, I'm the only crazy one enough to, like, be a musician, so, but they, I think they, they love that I'm getting to do what I love to do, because they've been the ones, you know, from the beginning of time, hearing me practice over and over again, um, so I think they're just happy that I'm, I'm finally doing what I want to do. Are you the favorite child, do you think? Do you have any sense? Like, I feel like I'm not the favorite child in my family. And I, and I have great loving parents, but I'm definitely not the favorite child. Are you the favorite child, like, making it big time? Like, is, is this a thing? Um, I don't think so. Because my parents are, like, very, they live in the middle of the woods in Minnesota. So, like, the fame and, like, the glamorous life, like, is not their vibe. So, I don't think they really care about that stuff. I think they just, you know, they are happy that I'm able to support myself being a musician. So I don't think that I'm the favorite, but I don't know who else is because it's hard to pick a favorite when you have like five children to pick from, you know? That's true. That When certain things happen, like 
CMA award nominations, you win all those music row awards. Do you get really those things and then do they kind of understand what those things are? Like, do you have to explain to them how big of a deal those things are so they can get excited with you? Like, Yes, I do. So, especially because there are so many country music awards, so they get them confused all the time. They're just like, which ones are these? And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, let's go over this again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so you move, when you moved to Nashville, within like a couple months, you were in a session with Frank Rogers, your mentor, Carrie Guardio, set you up on the session with Frank. And within two days, he signs you for a publishing deal which is like, you know, the, like, no one ever, that never happens ever. What, what happens in that session? What did you, what did you, what did you, did you guys write a song, two songs? Was it great connection? Like, like, what was that session like? Yeah, the first day we worked on a song that I had already started. Um, and then the second day we wrote another song. So, and we used my concepts for both days. I think he was like trying to suss out, you know, if I actually had any good ideas. So, but I didn't even know, cause obviously I was so new. I was like, how do you do this? So I was just, I wasn't even nervous because I didn't even know what was going on. I just thought I was there to like write a song. So, and I had prepped, you know, for a while up to that point for those sessions. Cause I just wanted the songs to be amazing. So it was pretty crazy. I mean, he was just, it was so easy to write. And it was honestly, it made writing more fun for me because he was such a professional at it. And I had only been writing with people who were like me. So if anything, I learned a lot from that session of like how typical songwriting sessions go. And at the end of that second day, did he offer you a deal like that day? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't like, you know, you're in. It was, it was one of those things where he, um, he reached out to Kara and they were figuring out how they were going to do it. So I was probably like a week or so after that, um, where he was just like, are you interested? And I'm like, yes, I'm so sick of waiting tables, please God. <laughs> and then did you feel like, did you almost have like a little bit of imposter syndrome or did you think like, oh my God, like I brought it for two days. Like, do I have to keep bringing it from that point? Like, was there a pressure to deliver that he had such a good impression that you had to live up to that impression? Honestly, I, I felt like I had been working at it for so long that I was, I was ready. I was like, I'm the person who is, is pretty self-aware and knows like when I'm prepared for something. And so if anything, I was just like, I'm, thank you for the opportunity to show you like what I can do. It was really more of my attitude because I was just like, I have more ideas. I have ideas every day. And like, I'm really glad that I get to, to actually start working on them now. Are you a good judge of your work? Like when you write more hearts like mine or lady, like, do you know those songs are going to be special or does someone else have to come in and, you know, help you figure out which are going to be the singles or which songs are going to be the special ones? Um, I'm usually pretty good at figuring out. It, it takes me a couple of days. Like the day I write it, I'm like, trash. I hate this song. <laughs> I'm so done with this. So for me, it's like, I, I have to come back to it three days later with 
fresh ears. And then that's normally when I can tell like if it's something that is special. And normally I'll get an idea, like I can tell just based off of titles and ideas that I have, I'm like, oh, there's something in that that's really dope. Um, but those are few and far between. Does anyone ever come to you with a song and say like, this is gonna be really special, the one that you've ran and, and do you not believe it? And then do you trust them that it turns out to go a certain, certain way or has pretty much every single, have you personally chosen and been like, this is it, I know it, this is my song. Yeah, More Hearts Than Mine and Ladylike are, are, were both things that I felt very strongly about. So we'll see how ladylike goes. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. We'll follow up. No, I don't think you are. That's the, that's the song that everybody talks about. And both songs, but no, like everyone says ladylike, that's the song. Um, tell me about this new deluxe album coming out in October. We're adding some songs. How does this duet with Will Big Town come together? Did they reach out to you or do you reach out to them? How, how, how does that come together? I mean, we had mutual respect for each other because um, Karen and Kimberly have been supporting me from early on. Like they heard me at a Next Woman of Country event and I played Ladylike and they were there and they were just like, that's our girl. She's dope. So ever since then, we've kind of been getting to know each other. And honestly, they, um, I mean, it, I reached out to them and was nervous. Actually, my team did because I still was like, eh, I don't know if we're cool. And now I have both of their numbers, so I could just text them whatever. I don't know why I made it such a big deal. I was just like, eh, but they were great. Do you text them? Like, do you feel comfortable? To, like, will you text them? Yeah. And you're just like, hey, COVID, it's all happening. <laughs> Can't wait for our song to come out. <laughs> yes, literally. I'm just like, Normally we'd be having wine together and celebrating, but we cannot. So here we go. So that was really, I'm really excited that they're on that song. Um, and yeah, most of the new songs, I just, I redid the track listing um, because I felt like there, there is a story in and of itself for the sequence at which I was going through my emotions. And so I put it in the order at which I was going through those songs in real life so starting with the new song feeling things which was when i was at a point in my life where i just was super numb to everything and was just like oh i miss feelings like i just miss it like i want it again and then the rest is history with like me going back out there and finding somebody and getting rejected and then going through a confidence phase and then nostalgia it's just all over the place so, but I get to take people on that journey with me on the deluxe album. I love, well, I, I can't wait to hear it and I can't wait to hear some of those extra tracks. You have some really incredible music videos, which I don't know if enough people talk about, especially your video for The Stranger. Thank you. I love, I loved watching that video. Do, do, do you come up with these ideas how, because they all are even like the Limes video, super fun to watch. Do you come up with these ideas? Like, is, like how did these come together? Yeah, they start with like a, a shell of an idea of like, here's like how I want this to go. And then I'll go through a list of directors. Um, and then I'll be, I'll, they'll send me, you know, their concept based on what I've said. And then I pick the one that seems to be on the same page as me and then we kind of just both go from there um but it definitely starts with like a specific vision 
and then because I to be honest like I think a lot of music videos are really cheesy and so that's like my worst nightmare is to have a cheesy music video so I feel like that's half of my anxiety as an artist I'm like I cannot have a cheesy music video how do you find those couples in the stranger do you, I if those aren't real couples I'm, I'm gonna be devastated do you audition them do you put out like a calling for yes. couples yep to, it was a yeah they're all real all of them are. all real couples yeah real the mother daughter is real the elderly couple is real been together for like 45 what however many years um but yeah you just put out like a casting call being like um couples needed couples. and then the the actual couple with the the strangers they actually had never met so that was really interesting and do you put out a call saying we need two strangers or we need we just need two people we, we just need, need two anyone people. just two people doesn't matter who you are yeah anyone just show up yep please i love it so do you have are you like you know you, you've done these performances on late night you know there's the um lady like more hearts like mine do you have a favorite song to perform live? Are you already like, okay, these songs are great, but I've been playing them for, you know, a minute now. Let's get on to some other tracks. Like, do you still like playing those live? It's still pretty early, I think. Or is there another, is there another one that you can't wait to get out and play? Honestly, I have not been able to tour this album at all. Because right, of course. I put it out in March and then that's when pandemic happened and I only got to do three dates on the Dan and Shay tour before it got canceled. So... I personally am not sick of these songs yet because I have barely- You're, You, you got to get out and play. Yeah. So I'm just like waiting for the day that I get to play these songs. Um, but I'm sure by the, you know, mid next year, I'll be like, okay, I think I'm done. In the, uh, in the Nashville stop of the Dan Shea tour, they brought you up into the, I guess the B stage where they brought you up in the middle of the arena and you guys played together. Yes. Was, did that happen on all all three shows or was that just the thing that happened that night we were gonna do it for every show um and then it got canceled so is that like insane was that like like what's it like singing with those guys at bridgestone arena like, is that just ridiculous it was stupid yeah it was whack like in the all the great i'm saying that in a positive way like it was just <laughs> it was something that I I thought I was ready for that moment when they asked me if I wanted to do that I was like yeah I'm play sure. cool like yeah like yeah. yeah and my song and then you get out there and they're rushing you through the people and you're just like I'm not ready I'm not ready why did I agree to do this oh my god but then once you're up there it's like you you know we all just admire each other and love each other's music so it was more about that at the end of the day. You settle in like once you, like I was talking to someone last week who said he was about to go on stage at Madison Square Garden and he couldn't remember anything that he was about to do and he was panicking and then he got on stage and he picked up his guitar and like he knew exactly what to do just in time. Like did that happen to you? At, like were you freaking out and then did you sell and you were like, I got this, I'm in my yep. living room, all good. Second, I started playing piano. I'm like, oh, this is my song. We know this song. This we got will be this. fine. Yeah. All, all good. Fan, country music fans, best fans in the world, here to support. All good. Um, Berkeley, went to Berkeley. I, I actually also went to Berkeley. Did you, were, were you in 150? Which, which dorm room were, were you in? I was in 150, in? yeah. Mass Ave. The, the, on Mass Ave, incredible. 
do you like do you how, how many years were you there because you didn't did did you drop out right all the cool kids drop out did you yeah drop out? yeah i did not graduate so. uh, only the failures graduate i graduated <laughs> though but that's what they say <laughs> all my friends dropped out like i had some friends drop out really early on yeah and i remember thinking they were crazy and then like one of them just got signed to like like got signed to warner chapel like soon after she dropped out one of them was on tour playing in arenas with an artist. I was like, oh, that's the secret. You just have to drop out. That's like. <laughs> right. You just have to go start living and figuring your stuff out. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I think I, it, for me, it was more of like a, not like a, oh, I need to drop out so I can be like John Mayer. It was more of like, I just started, I realized that I wasn't learning things that I could use anymore. Like, when am I going to conduct an orchestra, like never. Why am I paying you way too much money? I got a bit, I got a scholarship, but I still, there was still part of it that wasn't covered. I'm like, why am I paying you so much to learn how to conduct an orchestra? Like I wanna learn how to write songs and you do that in Nashville. So I think I'm just gonna go there. That was like the one useless class that I actually enjoyed. Like right? I don't, like I'll never, I'll never conduct an orchestra, but I remember loving doing that. <laughs> I loved my teacher. She was the only reason why I stayed in that class because she was so passionate about it. I still have videos I took of her with her medieval sleeves, like conducting. I was like, oh, you are. The first spirit. Beethoven symphony, symphony yes. number one is, is, oh. the, is what everyone learns. Yeah, yeah, and everyone. And then did you learn like, did you, were you doing like harmony one and two and like, se like secondary dominance and like, did, was that stuff valuable? And then like harmony three gets a little intense, I remember. I'm like, okay, it's basically a bunch of people geeking out over, you know, a jazz solo. And I'm like, it sounds cool, but I like music that people can follow that stay in the same time signature. I'm not trying to switch that's it up the, halfway through, you know? That's the cliche, or that's the Berkeley, a million time signatures, key changes, everything. That's the... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't like that they made it sound like there was no other genre of music. I think they're better now, but when I went there, it was like, we only learn jazz because we are elite. And I'm like... Oh. I think it was interesting because I think you learn a lot of theory, like so much theory, and then relative to like actual playing time, there's so much more time learning the theory. It's like, we got to get into a room and play some instruments. Like, yeah. like, how am I going <laughs> to How do you apply this? Um, I'll, I'll end with this. Um, so there, there's a line, of course, in Lay Like about talking politics on a first date. We're not gonna talk too much about politics, but you know, do you keep up with politics? Do you read the news and like, are you, are you gonna be watching the debate tonight and tuning in? Um, I do keep up with politics, um, unfortunately. And I started off watching the debates and I can't anymore because they just seem so unproductive and everybody's just everybody's getting to that boiling point right now where it's just it's insanity and it sounds like a bunch of insane people are on stage for both sides i'm not even saying one or the other everybody just sounds insane so i'm gonna wait i would hope that maybe one day we can all have a discussion like the adults we are so does that like, like i get so mad and stressed out watching some things like does that as a songwriter does that like like does that inspire you does that shut you down like like some things i'm just like i get so stressed out about no i'm a huge empath 
Like that's why I'm able to write about feelings and like stories that are mine or others. Cause I like feel things very intensely. So that's the other reason why I can't watch them because people talking over each other is probably the most stressful thing of my life. If I hear people talking and both of them are still talking and they're not respecting the other person, I literally, I, I, I freeze and I just, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, I'm just like complete shutdown mode. That's it. That's it. Um, favorite songwriter consistently or like top, top, top couple songwriters that you are just like, to you are just like gods. Um, Tom Douglas is an amazing songwriter. One of my favorites actually. Yeah. Every is time that... he's just, he's an angel sent from the And I love watching him play because he, it's so gentle might be the right word. It's so, it's just so pure when he plays. Yes. And I remember seeing him play once with a friend of mine and he started, he started crying next to me. And I was like, and then I started crying. I was like, he's the purest interpreter of his songs. It's incredible. He, I'm not joking. <laughs> he's literally an angel. Like he is yeah. from heaven for sure. I'm just like, he's, he's definitely one of the most consistent ones where I'm just like, oh, of course you wrote that song. You're a genius. Right. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, he's probably one of the older ones. I know my friend Hardy, he's on a streak right now for songwriting. Amazing. Yeah, I think I'm really proud of him. He he and I grew up in Nashville. Not grew up, but like our songwriting days, we were both in the same crew. So it's been really fun to see him to, you know, grow and be the lovely human he is now. He's the master of taking like one word songs. They were like a rock. Like there's no way that's going to be a good song. And then it's like, Oh my God, that's a great song. Whenever I see his titles, I'm just like, what did you do? Right. Exactly. Well, I won't keep you. I know we only have 20 minutes. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I can't wait to hear this new record. And I'm, I'm so pumped. You're definitely one of the most exciting artists rising in Nashville right now. So Thank I can't, you. I can't wait to see where it goes. Have a great uh, rest of the week. Thanks, you too. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. There you have it, Ingrid Andrus. Check out this deluxe record. It's out now. Just look, trust me on this. Check out this record. Give it a listen. It's it's everywhere you need it to be spotted. Just go listen. You, you know what to do. The Zach Kuhn Show is mixed by Sam Heyman, and our theme music is by Justin Johnson. If you want more content from us, if you're like, I cannot get enough, go to our website, nationalbriefing.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and you can follow us on socials as well, everything at Nashville Briefing. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye.